Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, my first reaction is just, fuck yes, let's go. Socks versus Detroit. That's, that's where it all starts. Because it all starts taking care of business in-house in the Central Division. That's right, I'm a meatball. You gotta bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're gonna. Dallas Keiko Lampson got some beards that you should be afraid of. What everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm gonna beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. The White Sox winner. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap, the headband edition. Before we get into this one, be sure to go on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Socks on Tap, at on Tap Sports Tap, following Tony at Tony on Tap, following me at Buzz on Tap, and you can follow Steve somewhere in like another universe where he actually has a twat on Twitter. My bad. <laughs> Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. Five star rating and review because that's cool and tough. And be sure to check out Grandstand. Go to Grandstand Socks on socials, grandstandsocks.com. Or if you're down by the ballpark, check out Grandstand. Any White Sox gear you need, you can get it there at Grandstand or Chicago Sports Gear, not to the north side. You can still get it at Grandstand. Check it out. Boys, I have been gone since last Saturday, since we went to the Milwaukee game where we unfortunately lost. I still have a broken thumb. I have a new fresh ink. I'm in pain, so I am masking it with my beer, and I'm here with my friends. Tony, I'm going to start with you tonight because you're wearing shades. I wear my sunglasses at night. Yeah, so tell, tell me what you're feeling right now, bro. Feeling fantastic, Buzz. I'm feeling great. I got Hawk Harrelson with me. Uh, picked this <laughs> picked this guy up at the uh, at the ballpark. Yeah, he's, he's ready to go. I'm ready to go, too. Uh, we've had a great weekend, man. I, I got out to the ballpark last night. It was a great fucking time. Sox lost, but it was exciting. Uh, I've taken in a lot of White Sox baseball over the last two weeks in person. It's been uh, it's been fantastic to get out and watch this team play as much as they have. And then today we get a White Sox winner. Had some great dinner at Palermo's on 95th out in Oakland. I'm feeling fantastic, boys. Steve, how you doing? Hey, yo, boys. Take two out of three from the Cleveland Indians. Fuck you, motherfuckers. It feels great. We got a lot of really good shit to talk about. And listen, let's just talk about it. Let's let's address the elephant in the room. There is so much sex on this broadcast right now with these headbands here. I don't know if the internet can hold this down. I don't, I don't think know they can. can. I, 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 there's I, no way. Yeah, no, there's there's too much. I got the guns out, which are like SpongeBob arms, but you know, I can't put too many sleeves on because this new ink is really hurting. So it's a little dry. But boys, I know. I, I was gone a week, obviously. Steve, Johnny was were hitting games. Tony, you were doing your thing thing. You hit a couple games, too. White Sox did some shit this week. They did some shit, boys. We got Craig Kimbrell. We got Cesar Hernandez. Ryan, I'm, I'm just going to say that. Tempera, because people keep saying that, and I just think it's fucking hilarious. You know, we, we, we made some moves, and... It was crazy because Steve's favorite player, Nick Madrigal, was traded in the <laughs> in the meantime. You know, obviously crazy shit happened this week. So let's start with the first question before we get into the game and the breakdown. Because everybody, just in case you missed it, this is Sunday Fun Day. I want everybody with questions, everybody with fucking statements. I'm not a big time. I don't need your questions. I just want your statements in here. We'll throw them on the screen. What did you think of Rick Hahn's 
trade deadline acquisitions. Steve, we'll start with you. We'll go to Tony and then I'll, I'll sprinkle it in. Yes. Th thank you, your honor. Um, I would just like to say <laughs> that here's, here's what I envision happening. Rick Hahn walked into a room with the Houston Astros, the Oakland A's, the Boston Red Sox, the Tampa Rays, and the New York Yankees, smacked it on the table and said, boys, here it is. Come get yourself some of this bullpen come October because I don't think you want none of this. That's what I think it fucking said right there. I cannot tell you how excited I was when I got this news. When Tony sent me that text, I literally – I was in my car and I literally yelled out, fuck yes, baby. Let's go. I, this move to me, this is what a team that is serious about winning the fucking World Series because that's the objective here. This is what you do. And I may or may not have about a thousand words coming out on this very topic. Come tomorrow morning at ontapsportsnet.com. So you may, you may want to just go check that out for my full detailed thoughts. But boys, I fucking love it. I'm all jacked up. All hopped up on Mountain Dew. Tony, how are you feeling? I know you're cool right now. We got the sunglasses on and shit. I know you're feeling cool, but I want I want the raw emotion. I don't want the cool shit put on a front. I want the raw emotion. Rick Hahn trade deadline deals. What the Sox did going into the second half of the season. How are you feeling? Man? I love it. I absolutely fucking love it. I'm just going to come out here and say real quick. Like we were talking about this a week ago. And one name I brought up on this show. And I don't mean to shove it down Steve's throat. But I said, if the White Sox are serious at the deadline, what do they got to go do? Craig Kimbrell, premier talent on the market to go shut shit down with Liam Hendricks. Rick Hahn did it. He made big boy moves. He put on big boy pants. He made money moves. He did the whole, he did everything. He did everything that people did not think that Rick Hahn would do. I fucking love it. I, I'm ecstatic right now. The, the joy that I have watching White Sox baseball knowing that you've got two premier closers at the back end of your bullpen to shut shit down is fucking fantastic. Steve is already ready with the props. This is all unscripted. This is all unscripted. Steve, you could take an L there, but it's a W for all of us at the well, end well. of the day because we get to watch two premier closers go shut shit down in October for the Chicago White Sox. You cannot be more excited right now if you're a White Sox fan knowing that that's at the back end of your bullpen. I know Tapera didn't have a great showing right away out of the gate and there was we'll talk about what happened on Friday night there. I didn't like what what White Sox fans were doing uh when he had a little bit of a rough outing. But overall guys, this bullpen that was projected to be mighty you didn't think that Rick Hahn was going to have to go out and make moves to secure stuff right now at the deadline. You thought that there, there was going to be other problems. Maybe it was the rotation. Maybe it was the batting order. Maybe it was anywhere else. It was the bullpen that he needed to go shore up. A lot of people didn't think that he was going to do it, and he dropped a huge fuck you to everybody who did not think that the White Sox were serious about contending this year. I'm fucking in love, and so is Hawk Harrelson. Dude, I feel the same way. So when I saw the shit breaking down, I was in the Northwoods. So when I was gone there, like just to give everybody a little bit of background, not that you give a fuck, but I'm going to explain it. Where we are in Wisconsin at, the, at my wife's family's cabin, there is no internet. There is no cable. There is nothing. They have nothing up there. So I cannot get shit unless I go into town. I was in town getting tattooed when Madrigal was traded for Kimbrel. I lost it right there. And the guy looked at me like I was an idiot because I'm in another state that doesn't give a fuck. They don't care about the White Sox. They don't give a shit. And let's face it, I was in a tattoo parlor. They don't give a fuck about baseball. So I'm like sitting there like marking out 
absolutely stoked by the move that Rick Hahn made. A, a very underrated thing. I hear people keep saying, well, Nick Madrigal, you know, he's going to be a 300 hitter or all that. Yeah, you know what, Nick Madrigal? We, we, I think we all know that here. I think that Nick Madrigal doesn't strike out a lot. I think that he gets timely hits. I think he does a good job. He was showing us a little bit of power, boys, right? He was. But Craig Kimbrell has a beautiful team option at the end of his deal. This is not just a one-year thing for one of the best pitchers in baseball. We have him for two years, guys. This year and next with the with the club option there. So I'm stoked by the move. I liked the Cesar Hernandez move. Cesar, I'm sorry. I'm going to say it like because, I, you know, I, I can't pronounce shit. Cesar Hernandez. I like that move. I thought it was good to, uh, you know, I think that was um, a move that was made, at, obviously, because Rick Hahn knew what he was doing. He didn't get a second baseman because he knew Madrigal was being shopped. He knew that he was working on something else. And I, I love what he did. And I've got, I, some, I've, I've got something hot too, Buzz. Go ahead, get Brandon. I want the hot. I want the hot, please. Would you? Oh man, that's real hot. This is real hot. Let's go back here just a little bit because you're talking about Nick Madrigal. It's from 2019. I never thought that the White Sox were going to be able to sign this premier free agent guy. I never thought that we were ever going to go out and even get a Yasmani Grandal. I've always been a firm believer that we need to go out and get this guy. I'm sorry to beef loaf right here because he's going to catch a little bit of shade on this one. But I, I'm, I'm more about right here. If they're going to, they're going to have to trade for premium talent if they want it. If it costs the almighty precious Nick Madrigal, then so be it. That, that to me right there is Rick Hahn. I'll take an L on this one too, Steve. You know this. I've, I've, I've been the one saying that Rick Hahn is going to be gun shy to go out there after the Tatis deal and and make a move trading a huge prospect. I think Nick Madrigal fits that bill. I think you guys do as well, but he went out and did it. He went out and did it. No, he did. And again, making a huge move like that is something that I tweeted out while I got into town. And did I take a phrase from our beautiful friends over at bears on tap? You sure. Damn right. I did. Rick Hahn has always been made fun of for what boys sitting at the table. Am I right on that? Steve, am I right on that? We hear that all the time. He sits at the table, right? He's there. Tony, right? He sits at the table. Rick Hahn literally put his fucking meat on the table here. And that's huge. It's absolutely huge because the guys, I don't know, honestly, 2008 was great. You know, uh, you know, we had the blackout game. Everything was fine. We felt confident. Obviously, 05 is the World Series year. I have never been as optimistic about a White Sox team in my fucking life. Going even back to 05 when they, I mean, I know it was in high school. I was a freshman. I still loved it. I didn't think they'd be a World Series winner. Right now, I do. And the, the fact that the moves that he just fucking made with Yasmani coming back, with Luis Robert around the corner, hopefully that groin issue gets fixed with Eloy. Dude, it, it's insane. This is one of the things that, uh, little spoiler here, that I wrote about for, for the piece that's going to come out tomorrow. And Han has talked for a number of years about seasons being sacred. And, and believing in that and constantly using the lawyer speak to put that out there. He put his fucking money where his mouth was with this trade for Ke for Craig Kimball. Jesus Christ. It's I, so, I know tonight. it's so hard to say. I, it is. But the, so guys, for just for one second, I've never had problems saying Craig Kimball. And I'm normally the one mispronouncing things. I know you guys are excited. 
And Steve and I have been drinking, so what the about fuck are you Craig doing? Kimbrell closing ball games? But for once on this fucking show, I can say that like I've got the pronunciation down and nobody else does. If Johnny was here, he'd be proud of me. I don't know if you guys are proud of me, but I'm proud of myself. I'm so jacked up. I'm I'm just mispronouncing words left and right, though. That, that tells you Dew? how much Mountain Dew do you have? Listen, I'm not a Mountain Dew guy. I think it's very, very overrated, but that's a different that's not why you called. Okay. Um no. but like I was saying. Han recognized the situation. He has an understanding of what is in front of him and realizing that this team is a viable World Series contender. You know, you make the moves for Cesar Hernandez, for Ryan Tapera. That shored up the two biggest areas of need. Now, I will openly admit, if those would have been the two moves at the deadline, yeah, you, you could say they addressed their two areas of need. I would have felt a little empty inside still based off of that. This move, going out and getting Craig Craig Kimbrell, says, fuck everybody else. We think we can win the World Series. We're going to go out there and we're going to do it. We're going to get the best guy on the market to improve our chances because I see this team that's getting Luis Robert, that's getting Aloy Jimenez, that's getting Gasmani Grandal back in the lineup. They have fought their fucking asses off through all this adversity to get to this point here on August 1st where they have a nine-game lead in the division and they're staring an American League pennant in the face and they said, fuck it, we're going for it. It's time right now. Contract control, be damned. It's time to go get a fucking ring. Flags fly forever. It's very true. They do. They do fly forever. Now, I do want to get into a couple questions for people in here and you know listening to the podcast and interacting with us right now. So tell your friends if you want to. If you don't, I don't give a fuck either way. But were there any moves that you wanted to happen, boys, that did not happen? Because I listen, I haven't seen you guys in a week. Like literally, I mean, I, I saw some, I saw you in Milwaukee. Uh, before that, Steve and I were on Thursday. Uh, before I left. I have not seen you guys. Was there any moves that you wanted to make or was getting Craig Kimbrell like the creme de la creme was like, that was like, I didn't give a fuck if he didn't do anything else because I really, I, and you both know this. I really badly wanted a second baseman that could possibly play outfield, you know, like an Adam Frazier or something like that. Obviously it did not happen. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. But I kind of did want a right fielder because I got, I guess I got stuck in my ways of Nick Magical coming back next year, and I thought Lee Reed can hold it down. I know people hate him right now, but I thought he could hold it down. But were there any moves that you wanted Rick to make that he did not? I, I would say not necessarily that I wanted him to make. I think another area that I believed maybe would be beneficial was getting another pitcher that could be a swing guy that could make some spot starts, but then also – take some innings in the bullpen here as we see how they are trying to manage the innings of Carlos Rodon, of Dylan Cease, and of the rest of this starting pitching staff here going through these last two months of the season here. So I thought maybe getting a guy that you could plug into that spot right there would be beneficial for them as they try to space these guys out to keep them fresh because we've seen it over the last two starts here. Carlos Rodon has a dead arm. Um, this is something that was honestly to be expected given the fact that he'd only thrown 40 innings in the two years leading up to this and coming off the pandemic. I think there could be some bumps in the road here for the remaining guys in the rotation. So adding another arm in there, I thought made sense. But if he wasn't going to go out and do that, get the best fucking bullpen arm, build that super pen, give Tony LaRusso the flexibility so that in a playoff game, if you're going up against Houston and you're in the sixth inning and you're in a tight spot, 
and you need to go to Liam Hendricks to get you five outs, you can do it. And now you got a guy you know you can trust to get outs 25, 6, and 7. I love it. I love what he did. I think that it was more than enough. Um, you know, to be honest, I I was I was of the ilk where uh, I didn't think he was going to make too many moves. I thought Cesar Hernandez might have been it. And if that was it, so be it. I still thought that this roster could compete in the playoffs. And once you get there, anything can happen. Um, this team's had some sort of magical ride so far. Uh, you see it from the deaf players. You see it this weekend. Uh, even though they they lose, you get guys like Sebi Zavala that just come up and and you know hit bombs. You've seen. Uh, I you've knew seen, you were going to sneak it in there. You've I seen. <laughs> I'm not even done with that. That's going to happen like eight times on this show. You've seen. You've seen Billy Hamilton come up and carry the team for a little while. There's there's just so many. There's been so many magical stretches. But at a certain point in time, you got to make your own luck. And Rick Hahn went out there and and did some things to help make their own luck along the way. Here, it's it was incredible with what he did. I think if there was one thing that he could have done, um, you know, if there was a catcher on the market that was available, uh, that was for a good price, somebody who could hop in here and and help out, just shore up some depth down the down the stretch, because you're one catcher injury away from a very 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 bad situation. Um, I think that Rick was definitely looking there, uh, but you know, if 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 Collins or Zavala is to go down over the next month here, you've got a major hole, and now you're picking off the scrap heap. Um, from guys. So I thought that you might've seen that. I know he did make a minor transaction. Forget who they wound up with. There's a guy down in AAA now. Um, at, I don't even have a name, but uh, I, I thought he might go grab a vet major league catcher to stash at AAA just to see what was happening. I know Lucroix just became available. Yeah. That's why I thought they were going to bring so, back because Lucroix spent time with us in spring training this year. And yes. if you remember, I wrote the article on ontapsports.com on why he might be a good signing for the white Sox, who were not really planning on bringing back James McCann. And um, you know, I thought Yasmani Grandal could use a backup. Um, our dude, Jordan Miller, always fucking clutch, Tony. Look, yes, he is. is. He is. He He's absolutely got- is. That's the exact name that I'm going after. And just yep. like Craig Kimbrell, which I can pronounce, I'm not even going to fucking try and pronounce that name right now. Not even going to. I'm just going to let people read it. Um, somebody else can give that a go, and we'll go from there. Okay, I'm going to finish this beer, and then I'm going to get back at it. All right? I'll, I will no, definitely try no, to pronounce it. But I just get Jordan Miller appreciation hour real quick. Always got but, our back. Jordan fucking Miller. By the way, do people still miss Brian McCann? Or James McCann? I do. I miss James McCann. <laughs> Why is it because Giolito was an all star when he threw? Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's oh. not. It's not Whoa, because it's not. gonna get it's you. Not. It was a joke. I'm gonna lose followers now. It's no, it's gonna get you. People are gonna get you for that one. But it's not because he, you know, that however Lucas Giolito threw him. I think outside of Sebi Zavala, you know, and I'm I'm probably slighting Yasmani Grandal here just way too much. But I thought that James McCann, he just he he had a good defensive game. Um, I, I think we've seen I think we've seen some of the worst of Yasmani Grandal bad luck as White Sox fans when it comes to blocking balls, framing some of that stuff. And that, that can resonate. I mean, the game of baseball, it just has a way to bite you in the ass sometimes. I think we all know that. I think baseball's bitten Yasmani Grandal in the ass a few too many times for White Sox fans liking. But James McCann as a backup, as another guy in your roster. Yeah, I'd probably rather have him here than than Zach Collins for sure right now on this roster. I think he he's a good baseball player. He maybe outperformed a little bit of uh, what he actually is as a ball player on the south side of Chicago. But there's also something to be said for guys that were just comfortable here. 
we've all worked jobs where you're comfortable in and then go to a new place and you're not as comfortable. Maybe he's not comfortable in Detroit. Maybe he's not comfortable in New York. Maybe he was more comfortable here and you got the best that you could have gotten out of James McCann on the South side of Chicago. I think there's something to be said for that. And I think that, uh, yeah, if, if I could, if there, if, if money wasn't a problem and, and we wanted to have him on the squad, I, I would take him back in a heartbeat. If anybody would, if it was, if money wasn't a problem, but I mean, that's not real life. And you know, I live in a fantasy world nine times out of ten. Well, if you're the LA, if you're the, if the White Sox operated character, yeah. But if the White Sox operated like the LA Dodgers, you'd have James McCann on this team still. Again, I'm not going to be a guy who's posting stuff like that because they don't, and I know they don't. Correct. So you let's know, like, be realists. I mean, but if right. you're going to ask me if I miss him, yeah, fucking, I miss him. I don't miss him. I don't give a fuck. Because you know why? I'm in first place. He's not here. I'm looking forward. Zach Collins, Sebi Savala, whatever. I'm good. I'm going to move forward. Yasmani will be back. We're going to make some shit happen. Yes, James McCann had a good season, one season and a half here, no doubt about it. Struggled in New York to start a season. But, I mean, again, I, would it be great for him to be the everyday backup catcher, Tony? Yes, I give you that 100% of the time. You're 100% correct. Absolutely would rather have him than Collins or Zavala up here on the Major League roster. It's not the case. I just I don't live in that fan. I'm not saying you do, but there's a lot of people that do live in the. Wait, 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 wait! I'm gonna have to call. I'm gonna have to call a timeout here. You guys are are talking a lot about him being the backup. There's a sizable portion of this fan base that was saying that Yaz Money Grandal should have been fucking traded and that McCann should have been kept. That's what I'm talking about. That's that's stupid. You know, and, that, <laughs> that's just that's. I'm sorry. That's that's just that that that's dumb. Yasmani Grandal has proved, obviously, we have all bitched on this show about him not swinging the bat earlier in the season when he was healthy. There's not one of us that haven't. We love the fact so that, that kind he got of, on that base. That kind of shades why I'm wearing the sunglasses tonight, Steve. Right. We all know that he walked at a good clip, and when that bat started getting hot, he started carrying the offense a little bit because no one else can get it going. Everybody's like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, oh yeah, this guy's good. Yeah, dude, yes, yes is the man. He's a great catcher. There's a reason he's been a top two, top three catcher in the MLB for a few years now. He's great. And I'm not trying to hate on James McCann. I love this time here. I think that James McCann is a stand-up motherfucker. I think he's a good dude. Everything I've read about him, for sure. And he played well here. No doubt about it. He played well. Didn't work out. He wanted to get a bag. How do you hate on a guy for getting a bag? You can't. But he's not you don't. Anymore, so he's not my priority. I don't I don't I don't hate anything about James McCann. In fact, I hated James McCann when he came to the White Sox. That's when I hated James McCann. I'll be honest. I hated oh, yeah. James McCann because I thought he was gonna take at bats away from that was one of those weird Zavala. Jordan Lazowski flex. It flexes. was a weird Jordan Lazowski flex. If you want to go down <laughs> White Sox Twitter timelines, like I had you know the Sebi Zavala train and Shy Sox Weekly back in the day, and things yeah. were just looking things were coming up Sebi Zavala all the way. And I'm a big Sebi Zavala guy. Dude hit three home runs last night. I might have been there to see it. Uh, but, you know, I, I I thought that Sebi Zavala was going to be the man behind Yaz Money Grandal, and it, things were just going to work out. And I don't know what it is with Zach Collins, but I just, I just don't like watching that guy play baseball. Not exciting to me. Um, but, you know, the, I, I thought it was going to be Sebi and Yaz, and I thought that that was going to be a good tandem. Maybe we didn't get that at the end of this year. But McCann came in and he kind of just stole the show from everybody because it was a weird signing. I don't I don't even know why he ended up here. And then, you know, Lucas Giolito goes out and like picks McCann as his guy and things just work there. 
And then the bat just started coming out of fucking nowhere. I mean, if, we, if we're down the rabbit hole of James McCann here. Yeah, I don't know what happened. In the middle of August. I don't know how we got it. I don't know how we got it. That's why it. you tune into the show. No, because so. it's organic conversation. It's fucking organic conversation. We somehow ended up on it. We're not going to fucking get away from it because it's Sunday fun day. We haven't been on together in a while. Some of us been on vacation. Other, you know, other of us have been at the game almost every day. I'm looking at you, Steve. And, you know, all this other shit. You know, it, it's fun. It, it, that's why it's fun. I, I will say, though. I, I will say real quick here, Zach Collins, you bring him up and you brought up Sebi's three home run game yesterday, which I don't know what it is today. Cause I haven't looked yet, but did you guys know that it brought his shit up to like 145 WRC plus <laughs> shit after that game? That's pretty good. If you didn't know league average is a hundred. That's real good. Sebi had a great game yesterday. And that is what we that is what we in the business like to call fun with small sample sizes. Yes, yes. But now a lot of people, okay, they are against Zach Collins staying here after this performance from Sebi Savala because because when Yasmani comes back, they'd like it to be Yasmani and they'd like it to be Sebi. Now, I'd like opinions on that real quick because again, we are just all over the fucking place, and that's what makes for a good show in my mind. Um, so why don't we, why don't we talk about that? Uh, I like Zach Collins. I know a lot of other people don't. I think he hits right-handed pitching pretty well. Um, you know what? Our dude, Corey here in the chat stole the words right out of my mouth. I'm going to throw that on the screen here. He caught a Rodon no hitter this year. Um, I do want to give him a little bit of credit for that. Even though Rodon has been lights out no matter what. I would like to see a little bit more out of Sebi, uh, besides a three home run game, because everything other than that has not been great. He is better behind the plate than Zach Collins is. I'll say that right now, but I'd like to see a little bit more before I'm, I'm shipping Zach Collins out for Sebi Zavala. Uh, Tony, we'll start with you. Cause I know you ride the Sebi train. Then we'll get to Steve there. I don't care who Carlos Rodon threw the no hitter to. He was throwing that no hitter to anybody. I could have been behind the fucking plate. And Carlos Rodon's throwing a no hitter that I, night. I don't know about that. I right. think so. I think so. I think Carlos Rodon just has that kind of fucking stuff. Maybe not me. Maybe Steve, because he's he's built more for that. He can, yeah. He's he's got the body. He can take the beating back there behind the plate. He's got um, the big arms. Yeah, maybe me for one inning. Steve for six. We'll throw we'll throw Johnny back there for for however much we need to finish it off. But um, I think Carlos Rodon was going to throw that no hitter regardless. I'll give some credit to Zach Collins, though. I think catching a no hitter is 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 very impressive. So let's let's give him that. But one thing that I want to I, I I just go back to this. Sebi Zavala outperformed Zach Collins at Double A. Sebi Zavala has always had that power. Sebi Zavala has always been able to be an offensive catcher. Like that that was his thing. Number one, coming through the minor leagues, talked to a lot of future Sox guys. They say Sebi Zavala was an offense first guy before he was a defensive catcher. Dude's done a lot of work to shore up becoming a more complete all-around baseball player, I think, than Zach Collins has to this point in both of their careers. Zach Collins feels one-dimensional to me. Yeah, he hits right-handed pitching great, but is there room on a roster right now with this White Sox team for a guy who's a backup catcher to only hit one side of, you know, hit one type of pitcher and continuously be behind the plate. When you get to October, and by, you know, it, it doesn't matter. If Lucas Giolito's only comfortable throwing to uh, Zach Collins and you've got a lefty on the mound and it, it's Zach Collins's turn up, like that, that leaves your manager with a, a hard decision to make. 
when you've got Yasmani Grandal and you've got Sebi Zavala on your roster, you've got a guy that's had high praise from Lance Lynn. You've got a guy that, that obviously has some pop uh, in his bat. I, I watched him in Milwaukee when I was up there take BP. Dude was just fucking drilling baseballs out there the same way Gavin Sheets was. Uh, you know, he's got power. He's got pop in his bat. I think it's going to take a little bit of time to find it. Up until last week, I mean, the dude didn't even play in more than 40 Major League Baseball games, and a lot of people were ready to send his ass down. We saw Adam Engel fucking get a ride for like four years here before he started to figure out how to hit a baseball. Let's give this guy a little bit of time. The only reason that Zach Collins, in my opinion, came up before him is you're talking about a first-round draft pick versus a guy you took in the middle rounds as a flyer. Not every first-round draft pick is going to play out. Zach Collins right now is riding his pedigree uh, through the White Sox system up to the major leagues. That's just my opinion. Sebi Zavala's got all the same talent in the world. Whichever one ends up showing it is going to be the one that's here. Sebi right has now, 18 games of major league experience, by the yeah, way. Under 40. 18 games of major league experience. He's shown some pop. He's gotten high praise from veterans like Lance Lynn, like I said before, as the complete package behind the plate. I mean, I think that means something. Might not mean everything, but it means fucking something, at least to me. So you write it out. You see what these guys both do down the stretch here until Yasmani Grandal comes back. You don't have to make that decision, and it's not our decision to make. That's going to be Rick Hahn, Tony Russo, and the coaching staff. But if Sebi Zavala is showing it to you, and you've got guys like Lance Lynn who are comfortable throwing to him, guys that are are, are the, the ace of your staff over what Lucas Giolito's even shown this year so far, I don't know. That seems like a pretty easy decision to me. I'll leave it at that. Okay. Uh, a couple tree things I want to address with this here. So, Tony, you talk about Sebi outperforming Collins in in Double A Birmingham, and that's true. However, when Co or excuse me, when Sebi went up to Triple A Charlotte, which is a hitter's paradise, Struggled. the offense absolutely cratered. To the point where, and I know Jordan Miller mentioned he hit the 20 home runs in 2019, his strikeout rate ballooned to 35% that season, and this season, 42.5% at AAA in the best hitter's ballpark in the International League. That's where the luster of the Sebi Zavala offensive train went and died. Yeah. Okay. Very well. Where, 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 where's, where's Zach Collins, when he went to Charlotte, he actually reduced his strikeout rate after he had that initial cup of coffee that failed miserably here in Chicago, and he was still hitting for power at that point. He now, also had, Steve, the best batting average in the minors that he had, and I believe his OBP was better than it was anywhere else. Right. So with all of that being said, that that's a big part of the, of the reason why – a lot of the hype surrounding or, you know, the discussion surrounding Sebi Zavala kind of went away and he was really seen as an afterthought. Now I will, I will absolutely say this. My contention with Zach Collins for a long time has been that he was not going to be part of this team long-term. And, and I have not been as harsh of a critic of Zach Collins as a lot of other people have within this fan base. I will say this though. I recognized I think pretty early on that there was a limited skill set here. He cannot catch. You absolutely cannot allow him to be behind the plate in a playoff game when this shit really matters. Okay. That is crystal clear at this point. It's not going to work. And I've been saying for, I think 
a couple of years now that at some point in the future, and I wouldn't be surprised if it happens this season, Zach Collins gets traded to Tampa or Oakland and they make some little tweak to his swing and he becomes a functional part of a DH platoon because I think that is Zach Collins' future. It's not as a catcher. It's not as a first baseman. Okay. Part of the other problem with him right now is, is this, you know, he's had, he's having a, strange season in the sense that you look at his WRC plus against right-handed pitching. And I know I've talked about this a lot at 121. So 21% above league average that is buoyed very heavily by a 17.6% walk rate. He's got a 402 slugging. So the fact of the matter is if he's going to be DHing, you need power in that spot. This team has been devoid of power for a good portion of the season. Gavin sheets exists. He has shown that he can provide you with power. Brian Goodwin, I think, is probably still going to stick around for a little bit and get some time in right field. Even if not, if if Adam Engel is out there in right field or if um, Gavin Sheets is out there in right field, I think Tony La Russa is really going to kind of mix and match, especially with Eloy being at the DH spot. There are no at-bats for Zach Collins at this point. So from my perspective, I think that when Yaz is ready, Zach Collins is dead man walking, and I feel like he knows it right now. So I, I don't see how he's going to be on this roster when Yaz comes back. No, I, I, totally fair. It's absolutely fair. I just, uh, you know, I like Zach against, like you said, against, you know, right-hand pitching. He did well. You, what did you say, 121? Yeah, I mean, it, it's good shit, Steve. We both know that's good shit. Um, you know, obviously, he's had a little bit of a rough time. He's not, and like I said before, he's not good defensively. Uh, he's not, he's just not good. He's not a good catcher. He's not nowhere near Sebi. So I guess, I mean, I, I don't know if I necessarily feel like a hundred percent confident with Sebi going into the playoffs. Like Tony said, he thought they might've made a move or something for a catcher, but they didn't. So this is where they're going to have to, to ride it out here. Um, or Lucas Giolito is going to have to learn to fucking throw to him. To, to Yasmani. You know what, dude? Like I said, I said this a million times, and I'm so sick of taking fucking slack on this on Twitter. But you know, I choose to be on the platform. That's my bad. But I'll continue to do this. It annoys me to this day that he cannot throw to the cut the premier catcher on our roster, the one that we paid, the one that has been called the best pitch framer, if not the second best pitch framer in all of the MLB. I don't get it. But Buzz, but Buzz, but Buzz, wait, wait. Greg Maddox had a personal catcher. Greg Maddox was 79 years old when he had a fucking personal catcher. Okay. I don't want to hear about it. You know, like, I mean, it's just, it just drives me absolutely up a wall. Not that I'm trying to hate on Lucas because you know what? Lucas had a really good fucking July, guys. Okay. Lucas Giolito had a great July. I'm not trying to hate on Lucas. I just get worried about it sometimes. That's all it is. You know, I, 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 I just don't want him to get set in his ways or to become a mental thing. Because listen, we're, we're fucking full steam ahead into October here. You know, like this isn't a joke. Like that's where we're going. So he's going to have to figure it out. And I'll tell you what, an important game in the playoffs and it's Lucas on the mound. It shouldn't be Zach Collins behind the plate. It should be nine times. It can't be. It, no, I, I I will take it. It cannot be. Okay, it cannot be. It cannot. Okay, so we're sending. We, we, we all right. So let's circle back here. Then, but it can't be Sebi either. Lucas Giolito looked okay throwing to Sebi the other day. I know they didn't he did. wind up with a win, but they looked okay. He looked okay throwing to Sebi. And here's the thing about Sebi's vol in the playoffs. He's not. He's probably not starting a game. Maybe one out of the, you know, four or five games in a series. 
but he's probably coming in in the seventh, eighth, ninth inning as a defensive replacement if you need him to because of whatever reason there. Yeah, I'm not pull, okay. You're not pulling Yaz. You can't. I'm, that depends on how Yaz comes back, man. I mean, you got to well, talk. You got to talk okay, about this injury that, that he's got fair. right here. No, so that's you've gotta, fair. You've got to talk about how is Yaz going to feel. Is he going to be able to have that wear and tear on himself every single day coming back off of this injury? Yeah, we don't know how he's going injury. to look. So, guess what? Somebody's going to have to be behind the plate. And if that means that Yaz Man, Yaz Grandal is your DH for one game out of the series, or is coming out. Uh, in the middle of a game, and you need to go to somebody who's defensively competent behind the plate. I'm going Sebi Zavala all no, the yeah. way down the road, and no, that's, that, that's exactly yeah. why I thought potentially that Rick Hahn would make one more move to get a veteran catcher back here. Were you upset more... that Luke Roy didn't come back, Tom? After no, his... I'm not. I'm not upset because I, I know that... you were a big fan of him in spring training, like I was. I was. I thought he was your backup catcher. Yeah, so uh, I. This yeah. year. I thought he was your backup catcher because I was not pleased with with Zach Collins. Uh, or any of the, you know, outside of, you know, the way he can hit right-handed pitching. I thought that they're, that that's just too one-dimensional for this team. But I am, I am saying that right now, if there's one guy that I can absolutely trust back there on this roster uh, at the catcher position, it's probably Seppi Zavala because I don't know what Yasmani Grandal is going to look like. And if it's, I need his bat in the lineup, I, you know, I'm a big proponent of, of uh, Eloy Jimenez being your DH. I'm fucking throwing Eloy Jimenez, out into left field so that I can oh. get Yasmani Grandal's bat back in the lineup at DH. Yeah, hope and pray for everything else right I, there. I'm just surprised to hear someone things. like you saying that. There, although yeah, you, although you, you want him in the lineup. You want both I of know. those bats in the lineup, and if that's the only way that you can do it, so be it. Fuck it. Let's go. Although yeah, let's we, 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 ha- we have to be fair here, okay? okay? And, you know, we've obviously all been very critical of Eloy and his defense. Yeah. Um, the two, or excuse me, the one game that he did play out there, and I even noticed this when he was running the bases, and Steven Stone yes. commented on this during the broadcast. He absolutely does look like he is moving better. He does. He looks well, like I, he's I, moving I better than pre-injury. Yeah. And yeah. that's, a, that's a, Eloy Jimenez, let, let, let's give Eloy Jimenez some credit here. That dude's a, he's a competitor. He wants to fucking win. Well, he's he wants a to win baseball, baseball games. He, he he may be a little bit lackadaisical at times and like to have fun, but he wants to win. He's going to do what he needs to do to win baseball games, and he want he wants a championship just as much as Jose Abreu and everybody else does. So if if, if it's tuning the way he runs, the way he he thinks about things, I, I was joking with you guys. Maybe they gave him some Adderall. I don't know what it is, but Eloy Jimenez looked like he was focused, looked like he was out there to play baseball, and if that's the Eloy Jimenez that we get in October – Okay, move Andrew Vaughn to second base. You heard him on the broadcast today too, oh. uh, Steve. You were Steve. You were not there. You heard about Andrew Vaughn taking reps at second base. I know you went out and you got Cesar Hernandez, but if if you have to logjam a bunch of really good bats into a lineup in October, and That's a great Mil- problem to have. Milwaukee has, has done this for years, Steve. And you've heard you've heard some some good baseball minds say this: get your best bats in the lineup. I know defense is important, but. Are you putting Cesar Hernandez in the lineup over – let's just talk about it. Yasmani Grandal comes back. Doctors say he can't catch. How how you fitting this together? Because you Andrew, take- Andrew Vaughn in right field. Andrew Vaughn in right field? Okay. Yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, over Adam Move it around. Move it around. Well, over Adam Engel, that's a good question. There's going to be – the, the fact of the matter is there's going to be a lot of mixing and matching that is going to have to happen with this roster – come October. And 
I've I've been saying this for a while, and I've been asking this question: Will they have the guts in a playoff game to have Eloy and Vaughn in the corners? And you know they did that. Um, you know that night in Kansas City when when Eloy was out there that second game back. So I think that was kind of a test run here because I. I legitimately believe they are going to be in a position where depending on the matchups and who it is that that is going to be the corner outfield alignment. And, you know, because they're going to have to have those bats. Can they try, can they try Eloy and Wright one time for me? Can they try Eloy and Wright one time for me? Because one didn't look comfortable. You see, we're talking about trying people places and I'm so fucking scared to try these why you've got a you've got a nine because game I want to win. Your, I yeah, know you've what's got a nine sure. game. You've got a nine game lead. And here's something that I want. Oh, bring are up. you talking about right now? Right now, like oh, the, next well, week. That's fair. Next week, I'm not talking in the playoffs. Let's okay. try this before we get there because let's look well, at yeah. the rest of the season. Yeah, you have, you're the, right. The, we have a nine point the, lead. We've, we've, got, we've got a nine game lead. We've got a nine yeah. game lead in the division. You've got plenty of games coming up against weak AL Central opponents uh, throughout the rest of this year. Like. Today was kind of a fuck you to Cleveland that you're throwing Jimmy Lambert out there and telling people that you're going to rest <laughs> your starters to get into playoff mode. It's August 1st. Was, that, real you? Shame. Real was shame. that you who tweeted that tone? I can't remember. I got to find it. I, I hope I get the right I think credit. It was someone Duber. tweeted Oh, okay. I think it was, someone I think was it like, was this is the biggest fuck you ever to Cleveland throwing Jimmy <laughs> but, Lambert out there. And I was just, it was. It yeah. was the biggest fuck you to Cleveland. Like, this is this is the team that's that's technically on your heels, right? They're in second place. It's a huge fuck you to Cleveland from, from Tony La Russa and just the yeah. White Sox in general to be like, all right, we're going to call up a spot starter on a Sunday game to throw <laughs> against you after you just, you know, you beat us last night, but still fuck you because we're going to go Jimmy Lambert today. Uh, and and give you know our starters an extra day of rest just to prepare them. This is a great position to be in. It's it's fucking phenomenal that we're even here and, and talking about this. And I just want to I want to drink and appreciate that for one second with you boys. Here's here's my other comment that I want to make about this Vaughn at second base thing that that was thrown out there. Given the fact that the Sox as a team do not shift a lot, you know, I think you can get away with having some guys at second base that aren't your prototypical guys like Mike Moustakis or Max Muncie there if you utilize shifts with great regularity to kind of mask some of the weaknesses that they have in terms of range. Tony La Russa has not shown a willingness to do that here um, through 100-plus games since since being back in the White Sox dugout. I am not putting a guy out there who has really had no time and preparation in that spot in October when these games matter because can you imagine what will happen if they don't turn a pivotal double play in the seventh inning and it ends up costing them a fucking game in October because Andrew Vaughn couldn't turn a double play? See, I'm not going down that road. No, I'm with you on that, bro. I'm with you on that. I don't want to – yeah, I ain't trying to fuck around. But to Tony's point, trying shit like this with a nine-game lead in the division and cruising to the playoffs, I could see you wanting to do something like that. But to your point, if they don't do that and it just kind of happens when you're trying to put your playoff roster together, no, that so, would that, that'd be lame and weak. This is this is where I, I think that you've got the bench that works for you, right? Because you can start a ball game with Andrew Vaughn at second and you give Tony La Russa a plethora of options when you've got guys like Lurie or Hernandez on your bench who can play second base competently. You want to get out to an early lead. You want those bats in your lineup. 
as soon as you get that lead, you've got Adam Engel, you've got Garcia, you've got guys who can play defense on that bench. And I, I've always thought of those guys as, as you know, your super utility guys that are going to be useful for a team in the playoffs. That's your where honor, we want them. That's your, where you your, want your them. honor. I, I have, I have a rebuttal to that statement there. Sure. Go ahead. Um, let's say you're facing the Tampa Bay race in, in, you know, the division series team that loves to mix and match. They're all about use, utilizing platoons and doing crazy shit. I seem to remember in game two of the playoffs last year, a very pivotal error being made at second base early on. I think in the first or second inning by a certain midget that is no longer here that ultimately led to that game being lost. So again, I will ask, do we really want to put Andrew Vaughn in that position? You know, that's that's tough. I still can't. I still can't get over the fact that he called him a midget. Yeah, I know. I'm glad you can read my mind. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm right there. I'm willing to say what shit. everyone else was thinking. I, I, that's why you tuned into the show, right? He's, I, I mean, I'm taller than him. No offense. I mean, he's a major league baseball player. I'm a nobody, but I mean, still. Hey, for two seconds, can we just rewind this and go back to the Nick Madrigal situation? And did did either of you hear what Steve Stone had to say about him? Yo, yes. so this is why. No, Tony, I want this. I want this for one minute before y'all. Is that all right? I don't have anything else to say. Go ahead. You and I. And butted heads on Steve Stone in the past. Okay. And that's me and Tony. And then, you know, obviously, you know, whatever. We it's just conversation. We don't really butt heads, it's just conversation, whatever. We agree, disagree. I mean, it make it sound more dramatic than it is. But this fucking guy is is such a water carrying son of a motherfucking I, I don't care. I don't care if he blocks me. I don't I mean not that he would even see this anyway. I don't care. I don't give two shits about Steve Stone's opinion on anything. Because it exactly showed me what kind of guy he is. Of course. Of course, Craig Kimbrell's a better piece than Nick Madrigal. And you know what, dude? For this guy telling us to take all the time in the world with these guys. And and please, correct me if I'm wrong right now. Well, these guys are young. You know, they're coming up to a team. They're contributing. They're doing this. They're doing that. Yada, yada, yada. You know, Nick Madrigal could be this. He could be that. Guess what, boys? Steve Stone gave up on Nick Madrigal in 83 MLB games. Okay? So the same thing that he told y'all to stop hating the motherfucker for, he didn't have enough power. Base running blunders. Questionable defense. That's going to get better. That's going to get better. Because the IQ of Nick Madrigal is there. That's there. It's going to get better. The second this dude is traded for a fucking perennial all-star... Somebody would, what was it? That the, the graphic they put up the other day, like one of the best ERAs since 1920 or some bullshit. Oh, no, no, no. Nick Madrigal, no, no. He's not a transcendent talent. He's not a transcendent talent. He's a guy who's real good, who will get on base. He doesn't strike out a lot. If y'all haven't listened to this show a lot, that's the same thing that we've said about that motherfucker since he was in the minors. Uh, except for me, I'll, I'll take my hand up right here. Well, you I, gave you, I, gave you, 
I gave you, you your, no, no, no. That's I not gave fair. You a minute. That's not fair you to you. Minute. You never said he was a strikeout artist. You said that he would be able to get on base. He wouldn't strike out a lot. No, you never no, said no, he no. hit I, I hated the Nick Magical pick, and I've got that records of myself point. saying that I hated the Nick Magical pick. And I, I'll challenge you this one, Buzz. I'll yeah, challenge you this one because we love go to go back and forth on Steve Stone. He's a homer, so he's gonna. <laughs> oh God, damn. Well, good for you. I don't get paid for that by the team. I just say they're always going to win. I don't stick up for players that I don't believe in. I think both of you can agree on that. Not no, that you I don't. I, you don't. You don't. But yeah. here's where I'm going to go back to this is what does Steve Stone got to say? He's going on the Cubs flagship radio station and, uh, you know, doing an interview with them to talk about Nick Madrigal and the piece you're going to get back. I love that Steve Stone went on there and fucking slammed him. I think that it's fucking hilarious because – this is a rivalry, whether you want it to be or not. Like Johnny said, Sox get, on tap rule number three. This is a rivalry. Kick them when they're down. I love the fair, fact. I love the fact point. that. I love the fact that Steve Stone went out there and did that. It doesn't matter. People are going to say stuff in the media just to to get a rise out of anybody. And if Steve Stone wants to continue his his career of of going Ooh. on to six seventy to score, he's going to go and he's going to use those use those terms and and say whatever it is. Just the way the people change on, on you know, Sebi Zavala or Zach Collins or whatever it is, I think Steve Stone's entitled to some of those opinions. Just the way, same way we are. But Dude. I, 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 I do I do agree with your sentiment just a little bit here. I'll Steve, break. I'll let you have this for one minute. I'm so sorry. I, I don't mean I, – like, I don't really get hot about a lot of shit, but I'm, I'm getting hot about this. No, you just don't you, like Steve Stone. No, you know why? Because he'll fucking jag off, Tone. When people came to him asking legitimate questions, he pisses on them. I don't give a fuck if you're a Cy Young. I don't give a fuck if you get paid by the socks. Guess what? My five fingers will say the same thing to you if you talk shit to me. Slap like you're being an asshole. It's ridiculous. And that's what he does, and that's what he did. He punked himself when he did that shit because – Anybody that questioned fucking Madrid or any move the fucking Sox made that they didn't like, he pissed on him. He pissed on him. And then to see him go back on his opinion like that pissed me off even more. Fuck Steve Stone. Put DJ back in the booth. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Oh, he teaches me this. He teaches me that. He's so fucking smart. You know what, dude? When you flip-flop on your opinion like that to water carrier whatever you want to call it but then wait a second other this, is, this is coming from the guy who said he was a hundred percent out on tony la russa in may a hundred percent you were you were a hundred percent out on tony la russa in may so you're gonna go criticize steve stone yes and i'm gonna, and I'm gonna, gonna go per- i have a steve, perfect rebuttal you're gonna go criticize steve stone when you were a hundred percent out on tony la russa in may and then you flip flop on your opinion i didn't flip flop on, on, on my Twitter. opinion yes you did yes you did i got the receipts you can go ahead and show my receipt. You flip flop on Steve. I said that I'm very proud of what he did. No, I'm telling you, man, this is this is the game. Who did I right shit here. on? Who did I shit on that had a good TLR opinion tone? Can you show me a receipt for that? Because I never you, shit on anybody. You said that you were 100% out on Tony La because he doesn't out. support his guys. Let's talk about Tony Larusa. Right, we will second. in a minute. Let's get Let's done with Steve Stone. We will, we will in a minute. But okay, who did go. I shit on? Who did I shit on that like you fucking didn't shit on anybody? Okay, that was my whole point about Steve Stone pissing on everybody and golden showering them. That was okay, my point. That's fine. But no, I'm it's just, not I'm fine. Saying, Tell right, me Steve, my point's Steve right. You're like, I have no idea. I don't give a fuck. I don't care who's here. I don't care who's here. I never shit on anybody for having a positive TLR if they liked him, because you and Johnny love him. I never shit on you two. I said this is my opinion. I think he killed I no, think he might have killed this kid. Steve Stone pisses on people that disagree with the Sox takes, and then he goes on a fucking a Chicago radio show and then retracts immediately. At least I have the balls enough to be like, you know what? I was wrong. 
Not that, oh, yeah, no, no, Nick wasn't going to do shit for you. He wasn't going to do shit for you. That's why I piss on him because he shits on other people for their opinions and then he fucking runs like a coward and then he does that shit. So fuck him. And I don't care if anybody else likes him. Fuck you too. I don't care. But yes, I was wrong about TLR. If everybody everybody wants that, I was wrong about Tony LaRusso. His clubhouse loves him. I was wrong. I got really upset about the your mean Mercedes thing. I was wrong. That's a guy. That's a name. So you can't relate, and I'm right on that. Sorry. Mm, I'm just saying. You're just saying wrong. I'm just just saying. Steve, I'm sorry. You know, you upset Steve. Steve have anything to say? Is he you just hiding over there? I, I have, I have one question to ask. Uh, Tony, would you say Buzz is bad online? I think he's mad online. Man, right here's the new, here's a new fucking interest now. Buzz is mad online. I can't, wait to, I can't wait to clip this segment. God, damn! I can't it. wait to clip this segment. Oh that yeah, was, that was that might been that might have been the most heated we've been. Online. That was the most heated I got because I am not like that guy. I will admit when I'm fucking wrong, dude. I don't give a shit. I'm not an expert. I'm a guy who sits in my fucking basement. I have crack'em koozies, and I talk about White Sox baseball. That's what I like to do. I hey, never beer is shit. fun. If, yeah, I, I feel like if people are missing this right now, they're missing a really good show. This might have yeah. been the best Sunday fun day we've had in a while because we've talked about a lot of fun things. We've got we've got angry. And you know, like that, I feel like we, we've we've had a moment here. This was like a therapy session, and Hawk Harrelson was here for it. Yeah, look at that right there. I really hope you do something nice with that. Don't don't ruin that thing. That's real cool. I'm not gonna ruin it. He's gonna be here for every Sunday. Better you know, keep the box. Because, you know, keep the box in good I've shape. I've got the box. The box okay. is saved. I've got everything. I got, I don't normally buy bobbleheads, but when I got into the stadium yesterday, oh, you really, bought, that wasn't a giveaway. You, no, it was not the giveaway. So oh. we got into the stadium pretty early yesterday, which was I felt like I, I had like a ballpark hack yesterday. That's rare for you. No, it was. Um, so I, I want to talk about uh, just the parking situation for a second here at the ballpark because they went out and they, they changed some things <laughs> that are bad. It, Steve's already mad. So let's 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 continue the madness of. Can this. we say that Steve is mad online? Yeah, Steve's mad online. I'm about to get mad online. So they change they change the the parking rules, and you know if you listen to this show, like we love Lot B. Like Lot B is where I've parked for long as I can remember. Last time I parked in Lot E was probably like before I had children, which is like ten years ago. Um, I had to park in Lot E yesterday. Steve, you can you can attest to this. I texted you in the morning because I bought tickets off StubHub because the socks are good now and you cannot buy tickets on Ticketmaster anymore the day before or same day. So bought my tickets on StubHub. I yesterday. may or may not have a guy that can assist with that, but I, I hope you can because I don't even have a fucking White Sox ticket rep anymore for my season plan. They, I he still just, do. He, he disappeared and they told me they were giving me another one. And I, I just no longer have one. So gripes to be had on a different day. On a different well, because show. he doesn't, because he doesn't work there anymore. No, I know he doesn't work there anymore. Doesn't does not stop me from texting him asking for favors. But you know, I, I, I'm trying to park in lot B yesterday. I'm trying to take my wife to the ball game. Trying to have a nice night out. And you know, like this is just going to throw off the whole entire fucking thing because they only communicate to the season ticket holders who bought premium or bought parking passes prepaid outside of like one tweet, like do they look at their Twitter following and notice that like, there's only like 900,000 people following them and they've got like maybe a couple million fans. Like, I think that that's like a big thing. Like there's, there's a bunch of people out there that don't have Twitter that don't understand what's going on. Steve, you're, you're not on Twitter. Twitter. 
What's, what's Twitter? What's, what's Twitter? So you, you send out a tweet. That's about it. There's nothing. What's a tweet? On, there's nothing on the website about hey, we've changed. We've changed the I'll way show that you we're working. So you know, Ooh, I'm just on tap sports that after dark. I've I've I, I went on I went on Twitter and I actually looked like White Sox parking, and you should see the shit show that was Friday night before this game. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, holy crap! I've already been to one game this year with Johnny. Took my son uh, to the ballpark where we sat outside, like getting off the highway for over 45 minutes before I got into a lot. So tell the wife, hey, we're we're gonna need to leave at like two o'clock to get to this six o'clock game so that we can get in the ballpark. Fine. For, perfect. Call the White Sox at like 1.30 in the afternoon. Get some just very nice lady on the phone. Don't know who she was, older lady. She's like, I don't know um, how to get parking passes or anything, but I think you can get some – you can probably get some parking passes if you go on the website. Steve, I texted you. You're like, yeah, you got to go here. It's fucking hidden. It's fucking hidden to even find this. You, you click on Saturday, and it says no reserved parking. What the fuck does that mean? That was the same bullshit I dealt with today. So when, when I was going today, same fucking thing, was trying to get, you know, the the reserve pass so I could park in, in B because I, I was, you know, taking my dad with me and, you know, his old ass can't walk long distances anymore. So, you know, we, we like to park there and, and uh, you know, have the nice short walk in there. Same, same scenario. No spots available. And... Like you said, the thing is hidden on there. You would think that given this change that they made, they would make it more easily accessible to fans so that if you want us to prepay for the parking to get into those lots, make it so that you don't have to dig around in 9 million different spots to find it. So then meanwhile, now today I go and I have to get off at Pershing. Mm-hmm. Which was a fucking disaster. I don't know how it was getting out of there because yesterday we walked out with a crowd of 35 fucking thousand people get into Lottie and it took me almost 45 minutes to get out of the parking lot. And not a single person was out there directing traffic to get out of that lot. Almost, almost died. Not even kidding. Almost died trying to get out of that lot multiple times from people who are doing that. And meanwhile, you've got like people fucking post tailgating. And I'm a huge proponent of that in lot B where they've got actual staff who are able to assist people out a lot and people directing traffic, there was, they left you to the wolves out there. They left you to the absolute fucking wolves to try and get out of that, the, out of that lot, out of lot E yesterday. No fucking direction, nothing. And that's where people are going to have a bad experience going to White Sox games. I'm sorry. If you're a team that's, that's looking to compete, that's looking to have people come out and have an enjoyable time on the South side, that can't happen. That can't happen. You can't leave people to just try and fucking figure out their way out of a parking lot because you can't pay somebody, I don't know, $20 an hour to let you out of the lot. I'm sorry. I'm glad you went and got Craig Kimbrell, but help me get home safe. I'm sorry. That's 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 my mad online moment. Help me get home safe. Put somebody out there that can actually just wave you out. I, I felt like it would have been my public service at that point in time to just stop my fucking car, get out there and direct traffic. Because I, I would be, I would be almost qualified to do that job at this point in time. Help people get out of the fucking lot. Uh, Steve, you see the comment on the bottom of the sock side, Mike? Right yeah, I, I, I appreciate the uh, the compliment, Mike. I, I think it's, I, I, I think you're a little off on that no, one. No, 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 no. I, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. I, I try to do what I can. I try to, 
have uh, good stimulating content, and uh, but I, I appreciate the compliment. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I feel like we, got, we, we, we went down a crazy fucking rabbit hole where Tony and I yelled at each other for a little bit. I feel like I was accused a little bit to be like Steve Stone, which when I do see Tony next, he will get a swift kick in the nuts because I was able to completely rebuttal that and win that. And if we had a vote on the Sox on tap Twitter, which I'm sure we will, I'll be proven correct. Anyway. Let's touch on why one we, thing. Why are we going back and trying to get last words here? I'm not getting last words. I'm just letting you know that I'll be correct if we throw a fucking poll on that. Just want I just want to say that real quick. I'm I'm very sorry no, about your nobody, lot. Nobody experience. likes nobody likes Steve Stone. That's that's the only that thing has nothing here. to so, do. Hey, with. Hey, 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 if we want no to one play likes a popularity Tony contest, no one likes win. Tony Larusa either. What do you okay, mean? That's that's fine. I love Tony Larusa. I think I he know was, you do. I, I, I think he's I like him. I wouldn't say I love him, but I like him. Good guy. You he know, runs real. He runs real nice. Keep that energy when we're smoking cigars with Jerry Reinsdorf on LaSalle Street in October. I, the only way I smoke cigars with Jerry Reinsdorf is if I get a World Series and a NBA championship. I need both. Anyways, get oh, you heard what I said. Hey, I, hey, my good moves from the Bulls today. I know the same. I know. And if anybody digs that, you should go on Tap Sports that right it. now. Check out what we did. And, and make sure you tune in tomorrow on Tap Sportsnet. We're going to be all over some shit. As we have been doing this podcast, I'm writing an article right now as we speak. We'll touch on that later. But, boys, since we've made the moves, we, we've been at this for an hour. We know what we like. We know what a podcast should be. We don't want to go too far over an hour. But with the moves that have been made, I want opinions on what should be done in the second half. Okay? Before we get out of here, let's talk about it for real. What do we want done in the second half? How do we want the White Sox to finish off the regular season? Steve, I'll start with you. I'll move right on to the tone bone. It's all going to come down to Luis Robert, Aloy Jimenez, and Yasmani Grandal. How they come back from their extended absences. If they give this team close to what we as fans expected from them coming into the season, then this team, I think without question, is the best team in the American league, because I don't think there's another squad out there that can match the starting pitching that this team has. And now with Kimbrell on the back end there and the versatility that he allows now Tony La Russa to have to play matchups. And, and, and the other thing too, I'll talk about Aaron bummer in the last week is starting to look like Aaron bummer, which if that yeah. holds true, look the fuck out. The bullpen will be hashtag back. Okay, and if that happens, it's fucking World Series or bust. That's it. It was World Series or bust from the get go because that's the way that they stated that this was supposed to be before Steve and Aaron Bummer is going to be a huge part of that. If he can return to what you said today, he looked absolutely filthy. He looked absolutely filthy. That's the Aaron Bummer I want because Michael Kopech, Craig Kimbrell, Liam Hendricks. That's enough to get you there. You start to throw, you know, premier Aaron Bummer right there too with them. Look the fuck out. That's going to be fantastic. But one thing that I brought up earlier on this show was the fact that the White Sox are basically able to stick up their middle finger to the rest of the league right now and throw out bullshit lineups, rest people, get themselves ready to go. That's great. But the other thing I want to see them do is throw their best lineups, throw throw like you threw the bullpen today. Go go, Craig Kimbrell, go Liam Hendricks. Just step your fucking throat on all the rest of the motherfuckers in this league and show them what the White Sox are all about. I think that there's going to be days where you're going to have 
bullshit lineups, but there's also going to be days where when this thing really clicks, if you get Jose Abreu hot, if you get Yoan Moncada hot for weak stretches at a time, you're talking about rattling off win streaks like nobody's business. It's a great fucking time to be a White Sox fan. You saw the park this weekend. You saw Price how many people are coming out. Jumping. You saw how many people are coming out to uh, to support this team right now. Some of them want to start the wave. They have no idea what it is on the south side. <laughs> That's okay. But it doesn't matter at this point in time. It doesn't really fucking matter because you've got a first place baseball team who's nine games up on Cleveland. It's going to be really hard for them to catch you. You you've you've got the ability to try things out. You've got the ability to figure it out. What I want to see over the second half is that figuring out period and figure it out because this is going to get very fucking serious real quick. Get healthy, figure out how to do all these hypothetical scenarios that we waste our time talking about on the show. Figure out what the answer is to those situations right now. That's what I want to see happen because once that's figured out and if they can do that, and I think that they can, mm-hmm. we're going to have a lot of fun on this show in the fall. We're I got be drinking wh- a lot of fucking beers and we're going to be having a lot of fun. I feel like we I, had a lot of fun. We argued. I got, ago. I got one other thing that I'm looking for here in the second half and I'm calling the two of you's out. And Johnny, when you listen to this, you're 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 in on, on this too. Oh boy! That calendar flips, and when it's Thursday, September twenty third, this motherfucking group in Cleveland to watch the White Sox clinch a division title, piss on fucking Progressive Field, They're and get the, it done before then. No, 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 no. I no, I don't want it then. I want it fucking there. I want the I know last. You do fucking image i ever see of the cleveland indians baseball team the Sox celebrating on their fucking home field and i'm having to watch (laughs) you know what i hope it's i actually you know what steve i hope it's wrapped up by then i hope at that point oh yeah i'm with tony i hope it's done I hope it's done. Even though fucking I, Boob had a tweet out that we won the fucking Central oh, already. You know, yeah, yeah. Not, see, 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 that's the thing. Not, now, we, now we have to. De- now we have to deal with the curse yeah, of Nightingale. So there's, there's there's Nightingale curses on this. Team. Fuck we you, Boob. Even, we haven't even talked about that. Well, because I don't you want see, to. Did you see this guy get absolutely turned around by a fake account? Oh yeah, yeah. It was great though. Over you the trade admit, deadline. Did, did you laugh? I laughed so Sometimes hard. that's why I, so I think he's there is to make but us he, feel better. I got, I, got, I got eaten up too because I thought that Chris Bryant netted the Cubs, Joey Bart, and I, I, I texted Ron. Yeah, I did I texted, too. I texted Ron. I was like, oh, man, like, I'm sorry what's going on. At least on you got Joey North Bart, side. though. And for, the, for those for those guys that uh, hate the Cubs, we, we do Cubs stuff on ONTAP Sportsnet. Um, the Cubs on tap. Uh, there's a show that's just like this for the Cubs. And so I'm texting our Cubs guy, who's arguably a White Sox fan. We don't know. We cannot confirm nor deny whether or not he's a White Sox blanket <laughs> in my basement. No, 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 no. We can confirm We can that. actually, we can confirm We can that. actually confirm that. We, we can confirm that. Yeah. Uh, so I texted him. I'm like, man, like Nick Madrigal, Joey Bart, that's going to be, that's going to be good. Cause I'm, you know, I'm trying to prop the guy up for a little bit. And then he's like, we didn't get Joey Bart. And I'm like, what do you, what do you mean you didn't get Joey Bart? And he's like, that was a bullshit report. I'm like, ah. And, and secretly, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, yeah, baby, that was a terrible fucking fire sale. But my, my text was like, I'm so sorry. 
My favorite thing was the uh, the video that our boy on Tap Sportsnet's own Summer George posted with that Cubs fan going, "Oh my God, the White Sox got fleeced! They gave us magical for Kimbrel! Oh my God!" And I'm just sitting there like, "You have Nico Horner and Nick Magical up the middle. Must not have watched a lot of Nick Magical defense." All right. Oh my God, you're leaving me a wide opening. And Steve, I know you see it. Steve, I know you see it. Take it. Steve, I know you see it. Tony, that's all yours. Stone for fucking going off on on, on the the deficiencies. I never stood up for Nick Magical. Give him some credit. He went on there and he. I never stood up for Nick Magical. How am I in trouble for that? Your opening is, is a fallacy, it's fake. Your opening has fake fucking news, and I don't. I'm sorry if that's whatever. Like I don't give a fuck about any of that. In in the meantime, the world's run by aliens. But anyway, that is fake fucking news. I never said that Nick Magical was anything. I'm not giving Steve Stone any credit. Steve Stone went back on his work. Anyway, I am making fun of the Cub fan that was saying that. Oh, give Steve Stone gives give Steve Stone some credit right I, now. Why do you like Steve Stone? Why do I like Steve Stone? Yeah, no, I want to hear it because I'm writing Why? an article right now for ontapsportsnet.com. So while you do that, I'd like some fucking background hey, noise. But before but, you do that, before you do that, um, Buzz, you know, getting back, you mentioned something about aliens running the planet. I, I just want, that. I just want everyone to know, the moon landing was fake. I believe that too. Oh, yeah, I, like I do believe that. Hat no, no, I do so believe that though. Because Sunday. did you see? Did you see the the fucking light thing fall down in that clip? And they were all like, "Oh my god, no, dude! It was like a fucking light. It like a light. Uh, what do they call that, Steve? Help me. The the I I, I don't they know hang lights do. from the fucking thing. Yeah, and I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't You're know too far. All I care about are fireworks. All all, all I know is that. Well, when the light wind, broke, you got fireworks, Tony. All, all I know is there's no wind in outer space. Why is the flag waving in the wind? Who would win a baseball game on Mars? Oh That's my what we god, should really there be is talking no about. Wind in outer space, dude. There is no wind. Can Jose oh my can, God. can Jose Abreu hit a home run on Mars? I I think he could. I I think he could. You know, I, I think we went far here, but the, the, <laughs> if you want to ask me why I like Steve Stone, I don't. Just, I actually don't just, care why you do. Yeah, that. no, he just doesn't give a shit. So he's going to say what he wants right. to, and and he can get the job done. And, 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 and power, you know what? And more and you know power what? to him. And that's why he's a North Sider and not a fucking South Sider, because there's yeah, no con- have that. Because that, no, that's that's because where he comes from, there's no if, consequences. If, if he's a North Sider, he he, if, if he's a North Sider, he's going to go and he's mm-hmm. going to he's so, going to rave about Nick Madrigal on six seventy the score because he yeah. wants a contract. There's money in everything. That's well, my no, no. He's already got his money from the Sox. He's 79 million years old. He's fine. He's just going to keep water carrying like he always does. And that's cool. You know, like I don't really hate on too many people in media because that's not my style. I don't like to do that. Even the dead spin people. I don't say mean shit about <laughs> anybody. People. I, I could go my, an hour on that. Yeah, I know you could. I just keep my mouth shut. But that is one dude I don't like. I've never liked him. I hate listening to him. And I'd rather listen to fucking Lennon DJ. Uh, I, and I love Jason too. Len's nope. a North Sider. I'll give you that one. Yeah, you know what? You think he is? Why don't you listen to one of his broadcasts? Maybe him I did Steve today. Make a perfect I did. Fucking, I did. Uh, it was boring know. as hell. Wow. I'll, I'll give you congratulations, if you wanna, if Jason Benetti, for being he, in the Olympics. That's a great honor, by the way. No, it is a great honor for Jason Benetti to yes. be in the Olympics. I think that that's that fantastic. We didn't you, touch on that. I think no. It's you want to awesome keep arguing. With, you want to keep arguing with me because you haven't seen me in a week and you want to get me all wild. Yeah, up, so exactly. I'm going to get all over. I know you what the fuck Steve's you're doing right now. I'm getting text know, messages. You, people are saying that Tony's trying to piss you off because you haven't been yeah. here for a week. Yeah, I feel yeah. like this is an episode of Monday Nitro from 1997 when Eric Bischoff and Randy Savage are like going at each other. I mean, this is uh, this is some pretty intense. 
stuff here. Paul. I got really mad. Steve, I peed. this is I, why I, I put you in the middle. Steve, no, this is I why I put you. This is why I put you in the middle because otherwise, like our 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 streams would be like going after each other. If I did this for like two seconds, that's uncomfortable. Um, you know, you can, <laughs> you just can't do that. But you got to be on the other side. I got Hawk right here. Hawk didn't like Steve Stone, but guess what? Did he really not? No, they 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 had mutual respect for each other because they knew their baseball minds were so great. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Okay, Stone actually you? commented on it this week. Somebody asked somebody asked Stone about Hawk when he was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Like you guys didn't get along in the booth or whatever. And Stone Stone came back and he's like, no, we 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 actually had a lot of respect for each other because we we just respected each other's baseball opinions and. And I thought it was actually a pretty good fucking answer to the question because there was a lot of uncomfortable silence back in the day when when both of those guys were in the booth together. Yeah, no, there was, what, yeah. You, know, you, you, you brought up DJ's name, like get him back in the booth. I thought Hawk and DJ, like that's what I grew up on. Steve's probably going to shake his head on this and be like, that was terrible broadcasting. But that's what I grew up on was was Hawk and DJ in the booth. And that's that's like that to me, that's White Sox. And, and Steve, he's probably like a Tom Pachoric guy. I need, you I need, you I need, kids, you kids will never know the joy of Hawk and Wimpy. Well, Wimpy, I have is seen Saint, Wimpy in the booth. Wimpy's in St. Louis now, now, right? Yeah, he's in St. Louis. Uh, my boy Eric, who I work with, because you know the company I work for is based in St. Louis. They love Wimpy down there. Why did he move, Steve? You know, More so right? I I have heard that Hawk basically forced him out. Really? Yes. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's Hawk crazy. forced a lot of people out. Yeah. Hawk forced Hawk. Tony out. I need a, I need a, I need a <laughs> You know what I need? You know what I need it right all now? Comes yeah, Tony, hey, our boy Tony on tap here loves Tony LaRusso so you know much that he's got a golden bobblehead of fucking the guy that forced him out in the game. I need, I need a golden Tony LaRusso bobblehead yeah, you know right what? next and, to my and, clock. And guess what? Your hawk is gonna force it out of your house. No, he won't. Yeah, he will. Because I guarantee you right now. Have you ever seen fucking Toy Story? They come to life when you're sleeping. Yeah, they do. And guess what? Hawk and Tony are going to have in my house, in my my own Toy Story land, they're going to make up (laughs) and they're going to find my, you know, Johan Moncada bobblehead and my Tim Anderson bobblehead. And they're going to go win a fucking World Series. That's what's going to happen. World Series winning is cool and tough. I I feel we went completely fucking AWOL for the last 20 minutes. Did we? Is it bad? I I don't know if it's bad. I don't I know if it's bad. I think, I think there, there's still people listening to us. So I think yeah, we're there's okay. people listening to us. So I there's, feel like we did good. Um, I don't know what the last question I asked was before we we're going to leave, but we did get a series win over the Cleveland Indians, uh, soon to be Guardians. Lame, and that's great. Absolutely fantastic. The, I want to know, know what they guarded today. I, I'll tell I'll tell I'll tell you what they're guarding. They're guarding one thing and one thing only: the longest championship drought in North American professional sports. Suck it, you motherfuckers. I don't I just I don't like Cleveland at all. So right. one thing I want to get into before we leave, guys, the, the actual baseball game today, real yeah, quick. Can you tell me you love you, me before we do that though? You know I love you. No, I already texted you. You got it in writing. Say it with your teeth. You've got it in writing. I'm not saying anything with my teeth. I'm not saying anything with my teeth. Um You've got it in writing. I think that that's good enough. He left camera. Exit stage left. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, there 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 was some really bad shit that happened during this series. We haven't touched on it. 
Jose Abreu got plunked. What was that? Three times. Oh uh, yeah, it was three, it was three times. In the, yeah, it was three times in the series. Two of them were high. The first time he was plunked was in Friday's game in the ass, like right, like right in that in the ass area there. And then he got plunked in the helmet. Now, okay. Now I I do want to want to point out that I do not think that one was intentional. I'll let you touch on that. I mean, everybody involved seemed to be very upset in that. And I understand why Tony Russo was when he ran out to the field. He was very upset. Um, but I do not feel like Cleveland did that intentionally. I I, I really don't. I hate Cleveland. I fucking oh, hate yeah. Cleveland. Oh, no, yeah. This, this is just more or less me going after James Karinczak here in a minute. Yeah. So. And um, I, I, I do not feel like the, the, uh, the, the bean in the head was intentional, but I do dig Jose talking to Jose Ramirez today and being like, listen, dude, you need to fucking tell your team to knock this shit off. Because if they don't, I got some flamethrowers that won't be here in a couple weeks. I don't know if he said this part, but I would have. Or you could take the Big Buzz route, which Big Buzz is my dad, Big Brad Sr. My dad said, Abreu's gotten plunked three times this weekend. He should just say, you know what? Yeah, you hit me with the ball. Fuck you. I got a bat. I kind of like that route, too, because it was a little ridiculous. And I'm glad Jose stuck up uh, and said something to Cle- the Cleveland Indians' best positional player and being like, yo, you need to get them off my back. So I- I'm not happy with it. I'm glad the Sox did not retaliate as much as I love violence because we have bigger fish to fry and we don't need our guys getting hurt or suspended. Let's win some games and make it like count where it hurts. They ain't near us. They ain't touching the playoffs. They're a 500 team. Like Steve said, suck it. Fuck you. That's my mindset on it. I'll let you guys touch on it. I'm sorry. The ultimate last laugh will be celebrating a division title on their fucking home field. Thank you. Here's where I'm going to go with this. I don't think that James Karinczak threw at Jose Abreu intentionally because he didn't have spider tack. That's why. That's why. There's no reason that James Karinczak doesn't go hug Jose Abreu as he's walking down the line to apologize because that pussy does not do that shit. He just doesn't. He, he, there's no way. Earlier in the year, that would be intentional. If you watch the tape, and I wrote an article about it on a certain website that we run, on tapsportsnet.com, what was in James Karinczak's glove tonight, there was nothing in James Karinczak's glove this weekend. And if you go back and you look at his stats, after they banned this shit and they started checking you for stuff, there's one thing missing from James Karinczak's routine of throwing the ball up twice in his glove and then getting ready and doing all whatever he needs to do to feel comfortable throwing a pitch, and that is going to your glove and going into right here, rubbing your fingers three or four times across your spider tacked laced glove so that you can have control. This dude has always been wild. It came up and in. Hit Jose Abreu. Shit happens. But guess what? If you can't control the baseball, maybe you shouldn't be playing Major League Baseball. I've seen plenty of guys who are on the mound lately without this shit because you're checked now, uh, throw the ball in the strike zone. He did not have it at all this weekend against the White Sox. In fact, when he did throw the ball in the zone, he got lit up. So I don't think it was intentional at all. But I love the fact that Tony La Russa just went off on everybody who said he doesn't support his players this weekend. Because I think, in, in my opinion, Tony La Russa running out of the dugout for Jose Abreu was reminiscent to me 
of this man right here leaving the booth to go check on Todd Frazier because Tony La Russa loves his team. Tony La Russa went out there and checked on his guys, just like this guy went to go check on Todd Frazier. There's a certain thing to be said about this, this, this roster and this lineup. Tony La Russa loves them. The guys love playing for him. Jose Abreu getting plunked three times. Maybe it was intentional. Maybe it wasn't. Regardless, regardless of that, Jose Abreu is a very important piece to this roster going forward. I think everybody realizes that. Everybody realizes it on the bench. And they went out there. They supported Jose. Buzz, you brought up a good point. You love seeing Jose talk to uh, Ramirez, both Jose's. Uh, but you you love seeing him basically get in his face and be like, I'm done dealing with this right now. I wanted to see some retaliation. I'm not going to lie. I wanted to see some retaliation. I kind of did too, Tone, but the reason I was happy only, yeah. is because we're so far ahead of him. It's what my old man said, because the first thing I said was Ronaldo was out there. We all know Ronaldo we're, could throw some heat. We're far ahead of him. Yeah. But I guarantee you, if, 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 you took a, if you took a few run lead in the seventh, eighth, ninth innings, or seventh, eighth innings, you're gonna see some. You're gonna see some payback. Steve, you talking about being in Cleveland during that series? I want. I want them buried already because you know what? I want blood during that series. I want. I want to see. I want to see Jose Ramirez take one of the fucking helmet. That's what I want because there. There's your. There's your payback right there. And I know that that's. I know that that's wrong. You guys are both gonna shake your heads. They're trying to. They're not. They're, they may or may not be trying to to knock you out during this. I, I think that him getting hit three times is bullshit. It don't. And, it, it absolutely is. And somebody and the high, needs to pay the, the high Somebody one, needs to pay the price for that. Somebody needs I, to pay the price I, for that. I, I, I don't I care do how high that. Brian Goodwin flipped his bat. That's not the price to pay for hitting your AL reigning MVP during the minute of a pen, or during the during the, the during the time of a pennant chase. Hitting him three times and no retribution for it at all. Don't you're, lay over. You're not you heard wrong. Gordon Beckham. You heard Gordon Beckham go yeah, off no. on the post game. Yeah, show he did about this exact situation. That's something and sorry, we talk here, about here's too. something. Here's something from me, Buzz. And this is where I go back on the Steve Stone I thing. Hear it. There's guys that have played this game. There's guys that have been around it. Regardless of how it all goes about, regardless of any of that, I don't know it because I haven't been there, so yeah, I can't we, comment yeah, on that. Locked, so when right? you when you hear guys like Ozzy Gian, when you hear guys like Gordon Beckham, when you hear certain guys go off about what it's about to protect your team and how Gordon or, or how Jose Abreu should take retribution within whatever it is. Those guys know it. There's a code of conduct regardless. People want to dis- discount it because everybody's got a Twitter account except for Steve. And people want to discount all this <laughs> shit left and right because they have some sort of voice that can be seen by a couple thousand people. I get that. I'm, I'm there too right now. I've, I've, I've got a couple, you know, I've got people that follow me. I got people that follow Sox on tap, tune in, listen to the show. And I appreciate every single one of you. I've never been on a major league baseball field. When you've been there, you've done that. You've lived in the clubhouse every day and done all that shit. You're all going to have your opinions and your code of conduct of how that works. Just the same way as if you came into the, to my life and my daily, uh, you know, what I do to make my living. There's certain codes of conduct of how you act, how you act it within every single job. If you've got guys who are out there saying that there should have been exception taken, I'm, I'm going to respect oh, yeah, your no, opinion there. I, yeah. I think that there should have been something done, unfortunately. The White Sox didn't have a lead. They didn't have they, did, they didn't have bases to play with at that point in time it, in order to deliver what should dude, have been delivered. It, it's not many times, brother, that I take the higher road in life. I'm usually tit for tat. 
you know, usually like eye for an eye kind of guy, but I am like, I kind of go towards Steve's thought on this is kind of like the, the, the DX crop shop. You're not even near me. Fuck you. I'm not, I'm not risking somebody getting suspended for your, you know, 500 playing ass. And the only reason you're 500 is because I lay a fucking duck egg every time I play. Do you really, do you really care if Reynaldo Lopez gets suspended for delivering a fucking 95 mile an hour fastball into Jose Ramirez's ass? I don't. No, no, no. I wouldn't care about his ass. You said head. Either (laughs) way. Either way. It doesn't matter. They're the same thing. Same thing. Ah, you owe me a Coke. Fantastic. But yeah, I mean, I I totally get where you're coming from. And I get like, you know what? To speak on Gordon Beckham for a minute, he's been fantastic in the post games this year. Absolutely love the fact that he's there. And if you guys can see this right now, I don't know if it's backwards. I don't know how cameras work, but I got a Beckham jersey on actually right now. Josie's on a vacation far away right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm big Gordon Beckham guy. Um, but yeah, fantastic shit. Uh I'm again just beat him and move on. Do we have anything else to touch on before I go into uh, the next series here? If we do, no. speak it now. No, let's or let's forever. let's let's we'll wrap this thing up. I've got I've got more beers to drink. Inject that inject that Brian Goodwin bat flip into my fucking veins. Fuck you, Cleveland. No, that I, I will say that was clutch because a lot of people were shitting on our boy B Good because he had a defensive blunder. Tony and I talked about it in a text oh, message Steve earlier. And I a lot. And then, uh, what, you know, whatever happened, happened. But, you know, Goodwin getting that win was uh, – that is the shit stories are made out of. You had a bad couple games, then you come back and you win one for your squad. That is the shit fairy tales are, are told. You know, like that's how fairy tales go. And it was fucking awesome to see because I like Brian Goodwin. I, I, I'm really become a big fan of him this year. I don't have a favorite player on the team because, you know, I'm 30 and I don't give a fuck anymore. I just want my team to win. It's about hey, the, I'm 30 uh, years old and I'm in love with Gavin Sheets. I knew that was going to happen at some point. I'm not even going to say how old I am. Fuck you, both of you, mo- mo- mother- motherfucker. You look 22. He looks good. Yeah, he does. He's he's kind of slouching back in the chair. You know why? There's so much. There's so much gray in here, though. That's wisdom. That's wisdom. And you know why? He's getting tired, Tony. He's got to work tomorrow, like early in the morning, like I do. And I'm about I'm about dying too. But I got one more beer right there. I got to drink before I do. But the next series is going to be against the Kansas City Royals. It'll be at Guaranteed Right Field. That'll be on Tuesday. The White Sox have an off day on Monday. Much needed, by the way. Have an off day on Monday. It will be Steve, correct me if I'm wrong here, because you're better at names than I am, but it's Chris Bubich, correct? That is correct. His last name has Bubich in it. <laughs> you said you said the word. I just want to I just want to roll the Steve Stone tape with that name. he's a a mad mad little boobitch (laughs) oh god i don't want steve stone on our show anyway (laughs) as a guest i want i want you two to talk it out i I won't be like i guarantee you would talk it out he hasn't love each other by the end he's on my fucking tv every day he hasn't earned the time to get into my personal life but chris boobitch is three and four with a 4.58 era 74 and two-third innings pitch here he's let up 73 hits 60 strikeouts, 36 walks, and 14 long balls. He's going up against Dylan Cease. 7-6 and six with a 4.14 ERA. 108 and two-third innings pitch there. 97 hits led up for Dylan Cease. He struck out 138. He's walked 44. He's let up 13 long balls. That is Tuesday's matchup. Boys, 
It's Kansas City. They started off hot. People were talking shit. Hi, Royals fans. You suck. Who is your pick to click on Tuesday? I will go ahead and I will say that uh, the man of steel, Adam Angle, he's going to hit another fucking piss rod like he did last <laughs> night. That thing got that thing got out so damn fast. I couldn't even say holy shit before it was already in the seats. And I think he's going to do it again because you know what he does really, really well? He hits the living shit out of lefties. So, Boobich, you're next. I wish I can guess who Tony's was. Oh, wait, I wish I, you could too. I, I, I wish think you I could can. Too. It's going to be Gavin Sheets. It might be. It might be. You know, here's the thing. You got a roster crunch coming here. Yeah. Um, you 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 do have the corresponding move that's coming back for Jimmy Lambert, um, because he was he was optioned back down today. Is there so, you Mendick? You think? I, I don't know if it's going to be Mendick. I don't think it's going to be Mendick. I actually think it's going to be Jay Clam. Oh, I think Jay Clam. Um, I think Jay Clam's coming back up. I hope it's Luis Robert. I mean, that'd that would be great. Be, that would be sexy. That'd be Spicy cool. hot take. It's going to be Matt Foster, so that they have another bullpen arm. You know, <laughs> but they're riding. They're riding a short bench right now, in comparison to uh, to the, the to this pitching staff. And I don't know if you need Matt Foster, Steve, right now. So I think I, think I don't necessarily would... know that it's about that. It's about need. I think it's more so about they're trying to. Rest guys and save some bullets. Jordan they, Miller. They, Jordan Miller. Knows. They might they might both be coming. And actually, I was having Jordan that Miller same exact knows. thought. Um, so there there may be some corresponding moves. I would not be surprised, uh, unfortunately, if my guy Gavin Sheets does have another stint at Triple A Charlotte the rest of this year. And I'm 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 just thankfully made it to the trade deadline. But um, you know, the 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 power is there. I think he's he's got the ability to just hit the ball out of the ballpark. I think he's got to figure some figure some things out in order to be a productive major league hitter. So I wouldn't be surprised if you do see Gavin Sheets go back down just because you've got, you've got the options on him. Uh, so he's got to be a consideration before Goodwin goes. Um, and, you know, up until Goodwin hits that, that go ahead fucking walk off home run and, and pimps it very sexy, by the way. Um, I, I thought that he, he could have been himself on the short list of guys that you just kind of part with Steve, um, from this roster, just based off of his ability to play. But if I'm going pick the click, of course, I got to ride my guy, Gavin Sheets. But outside of that, um, if I had a backup pick, if Gavin Sheets is not in the lineup, um, I, I want to see Jose Abreu do some MVP shit. I really do. And I really feel like we have seen it very sparingly. I mean, he, he smoked the ball on Saturday night that basically got through off of the glove of uh i forget who it was whoever was at shortstop on saturday night uh, they were playing the shift on him though so i don't know who it actually hit off of but i, I really want to see jose abreu start to live up to that mvp um you know pedigree that he's got i want to see him start to continue to do big things in august so if, if gavin sheets isn't in the lineup i need to ride the mvp jose abreu because he he needs to go yard he just has to he has to break out of this need to speak it into existence as buzz would say and he needs all the support of everybody to get that done i want to see him start to just take this team and 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 lead it because that's who he should be that's what he should be doing right now is leading this team i, I love it i'm gonna pick a guy that's kind of i mean tony's along the same lines of your guy here been struggling a little bit uh over the past probably week and a half now he is 
found himself dipping under 300 in batting average. Uh, and, and that's Tim Anderson. Uh, going up against the Royals, Tim Anderson in his career is batting 309 with 97 hits, 9 home runs, and 33 ribbies in 79 career games against the Royals. I'm going to take Tim Anderson on Tuesday as my pick to click because he likes to fuck Kansas City up. And I kind of like to see that. So I'd like to see him not hit the ball directly into somebody's glove. Yeah, I know. It's been a rough couple weeks for him. But, hey, T.A.'s the man. He, he is the truth, and he will bounce back. A little slumps happen. We all know that here in Sox on Tap. He's going to bounce back. He's going to make it happen. We'll do shout-outs, and then we're taking off because it's been a long episode. Steve, you got a shout-out? Anybody that you want to shout-out real quick? Maybe yeah, I'm going to give – miss or something? Or? I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give a shout-out to my boy. White Sox Sal. Sal. I knew it was me, Sal. I knew it. L- l- listen, yeah. listen. I, I, I got to. I hear things through the grapevine that he's trying to keep my memory alive in, in this Twitter sphere. I don't know what that thing is, but I Water. hear he's. I hear he's trying to keep. Yeah, yeah. Twatter earlier. <laughs> I, I hear he's trying to keep. Pretty my sure memory you asked alive. what a twat was earlier. I did. Yeah. yeah. That sucks on tap after dark right there. So Sal, I'm gonna throw one up for you, my man. For life. For life. Tone. Shoutouts. What are shoutouts? Uh, you know, I'm I've I've gotta go. I've gotta go with with you, Buzz. I mean, I I you've been gone for so long. It was so great to have conversation with you. Oh, tonight. okay. I was gonna say it's so great to have me gone. No, <laughs> like, fuck no, this guy. no, no, no. It's so Get it's so great. It. It's so great to have you back. This is this this has been so fun. In fact, you know, before this, I was going to shout out Pat Comiskey because I had Plermos on 95th tonight, and I, I knew he was going to be jealous of that. Him. He was going to be so jealous yeah. um, tonight about about my my dinner. But tonight, you know, you just you, you came back on the mic. We had some electric conversation. It was fantastic, and you know this this is this is what it's all about. So uh, I'll shout you out. And my I, son, I, my sunglasses too. They they've played. Yeah, they look real, real good tonight. I can't believe you wore them for the whole hour and a half show. It's been um, hard, but yeah. I got it done. <laughs> I uh, I want to shout out a couple of people. I want to shout out uh, on Tap Sports that's own Beer Garden Jim. Got to hang out with him in Milwaukee for a little bit. Duke Coughlin, I'd like to shout out as well. I'm going to shout him out guy. too. I'm going to shout him. Out. I'm going to second you on that one. I saw him yesterday at the ballpark. He he brought his girlfriend out there. Yeah. Gave her the full tour. We talked for about five minutes, and then he he's like, "Hey, I've got to I've got to walk her around the concourse." And if there's one move of respect that I have for anybody, it's, hey, you got to walk around this entire concourse because I, I love the stadium. I think it's fantastic. And he was doing the right thing. So I'm going to second you on that one. Well, I'm glad I'm glad he wasn't as buzzed up as he was when him and I went to the game the prior Saturday where I, I thought he was going to die falling down the stairs. Um, but anyway, so besides my untapped brethren that I shouted out real quick, I would like to shout out people that we got to hang out with at the uh, tailgate in Milwaukee and people I got to run into. I know that was Jim and Duke, obviously on tap guys. Of course, I'm going to see them there. I got to see uh, meet uh, Roxy. She is on White Sox Twitter. She was really, really nice. Really cool to see her. Allie White Sox, Alexis Atwater. Got to see them. They you know said hello to me. Got to meet the girls because I brought the kids to the game with me, you know. And I would also like to shout out my boys, Alex Root and Jordan Miller. You know why? Because they teach me shit about baseball every fucking day. And I just think that they're really knowledgeable baseball minds. So I'm shouting them out. That is all I have for this episode. Parting words before I lead it out. 
No, nothing. No, I thought you had parting words right oh. there. I've got I've got plenty of parting words. Oh, I didn't know it was time to go. Time to go. The, okay, the way the way that you said that, you were like, I, I I'm, said, I'm do have we some. have? Do, I should have said, do we have parting words? Anyway, I, just, I, I just feel like I, I was a young kid stuck in between two arguing parents for a good portion of this show. I just want my parents to be happy. That's was, all I we want. are happy, Steve. It was an I, hour I don't and a half. I don't. We're, I don't want to. I don't want to see my parents fight. It was an we hour are, and a half we, episode. We only fought for like. We are very eight happy. <laughs> we are. We are very happy. You should no, see us hug. Actually, when we get off this podcast, we're probably going to argue, and it's going to be terrible. <laughs> no, and you should, and you you should probably. And you should probably go to your room. It's going yeah. to get real bad. Am get I going to have to put bad. the headphones on? Am I going to have to keep the headphones on? Headphones on. Your earmuffs. Eat a fucking Marie Callender's TV dinner and just go because it's going to get bad. No, it's good. <laughs> but there's, everybody, there's not a tombstone pizza I can have instead. Wait, we have Jacks get... in this household. Jacks. Oh, I'm just kidding. Yeah. We, don't, we, don't, we don't get to say some parting words. No, you're in trouble. Oh, man. Jesus so you, get, you, get, you get nothing. Sleep no, it on the I'm couch. Sorry. I'm, I'm sleeping on the socks on tap couch tonight. You are. You are in fucking big trouble. And you get no pillow and you don't get a blanket and the fan blowing I'm right gonna, on you. I'm going to come grab the pillow and just. Yeah, I'm going to watch you. Fucking, it, yeah. I want you to fucking shiver, you jag. Yeah. All right. No, seriously. You have parting words or no? <laughs> Do I have parting words? Yeah, yeah, I've got parting words. Of course, okay. I've got parting words. I could talk all day. Um, you know, I love both of you. This was a great show. Socks on tap Sunday, fun day. This is awesome. I'm, 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 I'm pissed. Johnny isn't here. Like we let our other kid go out tonight, buzz. And he's not even here for this. And Steve, he's a little bit of a renegade. Steve and Johnny are going to have like multiple conversations about what went down tonight. And yeah. it's going to be, it's going to be fantastic. I can't wait to circle back with both of them as I'm sure you will to yeah. figure out like, you know, just dissect everything that happened. This is fantastic. Hawk Harrelson, thank you for joining me tonight. This was fantastic. I love this. Headband night should be a thing because I feel like I get a little more angry. I got like three text messages during this show from my wife who said, you might not be angry enough, just like Liam Hendricks on this. I have she- text messages right now. I'm not going to I'm not gonna say from who because I respect them and I don't want to like put them out there to like make them look too. Like, are you and Tony legitimately mad at each other? No. Holy shit, you and Tony just went at it. Oh, my God. Why did you and Tony argue? We're fine. We're fine. Hashtag mad online. Hashtag mad, mad online. online. You know what, dude? Online. I'm going to get that tattooed right here. Hashtag mad online. I'll pay for it. Um, if right. it, Yeah, just put my face on there. Just mad <laughs> online. Just, I'll pay for it. Um, oh, my God, dude. You know, this was fun. It, Buzz and I don't hate each other. He might hate Steve Stone. I do. I do. But I, I don't hate Buzz. No, so I don't. If, if I do people, not. Like, hate. people got the wrong impression here. This is going to be fun for people to listen back to. Hour I do not minutes. hate good, good thing it's an off day tomorrow. Uh, but here, here's my parting words because I'm going to try and make this quick. Uh, this is this is the pinnacle of being a White Sox fan right now. I'll, I'll say this a million times. The Cubs just sold everybody off. This is an excellent opportunity for the White Sox to become a staple or the go-to team in Chicago sports. We haven't had this in fucking forever. The Bears are on the uprise. The Bulls are on the uprise. The Cubs are on the downturn. There is an excellent opportunity for Jerry Reinsdorf and the White Sox to capitalize on a competitive baseball team. Enjoy the fucking shit out of this because there's going to be a downturn here. Appreciate every fucking moment of it. It's only August 1st from here on out. 
through the remainder of this year. We don't know if we're going to get baseball next year. Enjoy every second of this, White Sox fans. Enjoy every second. Don't take anything for granted. That's all I've got to say. Deep. Steve? The Cleveland Indians are nine games out of first. Fuck you, Cleveland, always and forever. Love it. Absolutely love it. Everybody, be sure you're going on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Socks on Tap and on Tap Sportsnet. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. Five star rating and review because that's cool and tough. Tell your friends about Socks on Tap. We have a good time here. We like to drink some beers. We like to argue. We like to agree. Whatever happens, happens. But be sure you're checking out Socks on Tap at ontapsportsnet.com because that's cool. Go to Grandstand. If you need any White Sox gear, Grandstand Socks on socials. GrandstandSocks.com. Or if you're at the ballpark, walk over to Grandstand. Get yourself some awesome socks gear or any Chicago sports gear that you might be wanting. We'll be back when we are back, which will probably be Tuesday after the White Sox beat the shit out of the Kansas City Royals. White Sox forever. Throw them up. White Sox forever. White Sox for life.